With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Deep 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Donald Smoot. I got the homies, Isaac Gutierrez and Mojo99. And we got a special guest with us today, Kenny Beecham, host of the Through the Wire Podcast. He's rocking out with us. We're going to go through our hot takes. We're previewing the Southeast Division. Got a whole bunch to get to, but everybody... What's up? What's going on? How we feeling? Feeling good, man. Appreciate the invite. You know, yeah, appreciate I, you of course, on. y'all been popping up on the TikTok feed and the <laughs> YouTube shorts feed. Had to get on, man. I appreciate yeah. y'all having me. Coming from the guy who I see on my YouTube feed about 300 times a day across your 300 <laughs> channels. Absolutely. He's Mr. Worldwide. I see him every sing- everywhere, bro. Even on TV at times. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a, it's a crazy life, man. And we're living it. Yeah. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us for a little bit. Today, I don't know if Donovan said it, we're going to preview the Southeast Division, continuing our trend of doing one a week. But before we get to that, we're going to do what we always do and start off with some of y'all's hot takes. So, as always, I, I got a list of NBA hot takes for you guys. Y'all let me know if these are W takes or L takes. Kenny, your ears from the bleed with some of these. Our views are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I didn't get any terrible ones this week. These are all decent. I'll give him that. We'll, we'll, Luke be says, we'll be the judge. <laughs> Luke says that the Suns will be the next playoff team to blow it all up. Like the Jazz. Oh, for sure. That's a W take. That's a W take. Yeah, that, that's, for sure? that's good. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, I I think it's kind of easy. It's, it's, it's are, we counting the Trailblazers, are we counting the Trailblazers as a playoff team? No, they, they didn't make it last year. year. Okay, well, I mean, they're in the contention, though. I, mean, I think they're definitely going to blow it up before the Suns do. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the candidates, and I mean... A lot of these scenes feel like they're they're ready to keep doing their thing, and the way the vibes are in, in Phoenix. But then again, they have such a young core. I, they're not trading Book. They're yeah. not trading McHale. And the What's, Nets also exist. That's kind of a ticking time bomb always. True. Maybe blow up was the wrong word. Maybe retool is better. But still, for that for his, for the sake of this question, I'm going to give this a W. Because so. yeah, getting rid I mean, of your I, number one overall pick is kind of crazy. <laughs> Listen, I mean, but like, it's a fair question though. Are we sure that Aiton's going to be there at the end of the season? Like, he clearly doesn't want to be. He clearly. I'm does, not sure Aiton's going to be there in January. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. As soon as that clock is up, it's he, he's going to request that trade. That's what it feels like right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure he's going to be there in January, and I'm positive he don't want to be there in January. Yeah, yeah. So I would. I'm giving this a W take. Yeah, it's fair. Y'all talking into a W take. W take. Our next one, Kobe says that Donovan Mitchell is a top 15 player in the NBA right now. Oh, my God. That's, that's, that's <laughs> tough. That's tough, but that's an L take. That's an L take. <laughs> I love what Kenny just laughed at all. That's not, that's yeah, not it's, that crazy to me. It, it is an L take, though. I mean, he's probably in a range of, what, like 18 through 20-something. Yeah. So it's not it's not that crazy, but 15 is a bit high. Depending yeah, he's on not super day. far off that, but he's definitely not that, so it's got to be an L take. Yeah. De- yeah. Depending on a day for me personally – like, if I'm in a good mood, you know what I'm saying? You could talk me into that. I'll say W for now. On a regular day, though, that's an L. But Who would you put him over? Like, that's in that range, Mo. Listen, this is not a good day to ask me that question, all right? <laughs> it's not a good day to ask me that <laughs> so he's Today's one of those days. Ask me okay. tomorrow, maybe. The 14th and 15th best players are probably, like, 
Devin Booker and Jimmy Butler or somewhere somewhere in those tiers, and they're yeah. probably a little bit better than Donovan. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Right, next one, Watermelon says that Shaq is the second best big man of all time, which basically means are you putting him above Wilt, Bill Russell, and Tim Duncan? That's an L take oh, for just, me. Okay, that, that's yeah. an L take for me because I have Kareem in terms of like my big man ratings. I would have Kareem one and Hakeem two, and then we get into like Shaq. over Tim Duncan. Oh, are we counting? Well, he's he's a power forward. I thought we were just talking about centers. That man is 6'11". He's a big man. Stop. No, no, but it's different. Though. That's different. That's okay, well, different. we're counting Tim Duncan as a big man for this conversation. Okay, then. If we're then counting no. Tim Duncan, L take. Then, then yeah, yeah. I, Tim Duncan's better than Shaq, in my opinion. I have Tim Duncan fourth all time. So, like, there, there's, there's not a lot of people that are that are better than Tim Duncan, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to go L take because I also have Tim Duncan above him, but I'm not mad at that at all. They're both super close, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Simple L. Not crazy at all, though. <laughs> simple L. Simple Casual. L. Okay. Gentleman's L. Yeah. <laughs> Respectable. <laughs> all right, Ryland says that James Harden is going to make an All NBA team next year. L take. This man is washed. You said He's that done. way too fast. <laughs> oh my goodness. This all is NBA. All NBA. Every James time Harden I say the name James Harden, I just see the hate in Donovan's eyes. He just lights up as the opportunity to let us know how just terrible of a fat slob he is. Yeah, no, exactly. but like he's not going to be—he's not going to be one of the six best guards in basketball next year. Like that's—that wouldn't be shocking if he made thirteen. Come on. Uh, yeah, I don't think you have to be actually one of the top six. You just have to be really good on a really good team. Yeah. And I think Philly's going to be like the one-two seed out east, and he's mm-hmm. going to average twenty-three and nine and six, and that's going to be good enough to make an All NBA team. I'm saying W take. Me too. W take because he's probably going to make 13, but I don't see first or second team. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go ahead and side with you when, uh, with Isaac and Kenny. It's a W take. Donovan, get that heart. Get that hate out of your heart, please. Let's, please, let's, cl- let's clip this. We'll come back in a couple months. I promise you, Gladly. he's not making 13. <laughs> Gladly. He's going he's to come out looking like James Ennis again. You're going to be laughing at us. <laughs> James Ennis. Oh, oh hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> right, last one. Cannon fodder says that Jason Tatum is going to win an MVP in the next three years. Now, I get this one's probably a lot of... You probably have impulse to say yes, but I'm going to go L-take. Why you say I feel like he's perennially going to be that guy that's like in third or fourth in voting, but never going to be better than Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, all these other guys. Mm. This is is tough. It's tough, though. I think the argument pro would be that the Celtics are going to be so good that any given year he has a chance, but I just don't feel like he's on that level of those other guys. I would... I'll I'll give it an... Actually, no. I think I might give give it a W take just because when you if you if we're talking about like the next three years, even if like we're talking about Giannis, I think Giannis is live for the MVP this year. Does does voter fatigue step in? I know like the MVP. There's sometimes where guys start to get pushed up towards the top of the list as as their their careers go on. And if Tatum continues on this trajectory. I think there's a there's a very real path for him to be like in in any given season to be one of like the top you know five five top three players in the world. Yeah, I suppose I think you guys putting too much talk into this. I'm just gonna simply give this a W because Tatum's elite. <laughs> Tatum's elite top ten player and his team is good as fuck. W take. Yeah, I think the combination of what you two are saying. I think voters for take is going to be really real with those top echelon guys. Um, and Jason Tatum is probably next in the pipeline with his team being extremely good. Yeah, I can definitely see the narrative that's like, it's time for Jason Tatum to get his MVP. He's owed one or whatever. But Luka's owed one if we're doing that. Trey Young, like, I just feel like they're going to be in that conversation before him just because, you know, they put up better gaudy numbers. 
good. That's three years is a whole lot of time. Again, the, the team success that. is a big aspect of it. Like, and I, I listen. I'm not trying to like you know hate on on Mo. I don't know if the Hawks are gonna be at the Celtics level in the next three years. I'm not trying to hate on Mo. He's a GM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, so I think team success will, will play a big part. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, can't argue with that. But that's a good segue because that's all the hot takes I got. So we can get into this division preview and. Let's not even waste any time. Let's start with the Hawks. Okay. Muhammad's favorite team. Oh Well-known Trey Young super fan. Let's just okay. get into it. Listen, I, I just need to hear what Kenny, Kenny, speak your ism. What do you think about the Hawks? Where do you think they're going to be at this up-and-coming season? Do you think DeJounte no, and Trey can mesh? I need to hear it all. I, I do believe that great players find a way to mesh. But it's like, to what level? You know what I'm saying? They're definitely 100% a play. Uh, um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, 100%. The Easter, the Easter Conference is so elite, right? The Eastern mm-hmm. Conference is so elite that, like, when you start to lay out the teams that are better than them, I think there's at least five teams that, like, I can confidently say will probably finish – I can confidently probably say um, <laughs> are going to finish better. So I I like the trade originally. Yeah. I like it a little bit less now. Yeah. But Ooh. I also haven't seen it either, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? I feel like the, so initially the reception was like incredibly positive. It's like, whoa, they added an all-star point guard. They're going to be great. They went from this mediocre playing team. Now they have to be a playoff team simply by the addition of talent. But I feel like it's not that simple. Like, like you said, you believe great players make it work. But the fact that we have questions about if they can make it work just makes me not so sure that they're going to be this top upper echelon team that their fans like Muhammad think. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I have questions. I feel like... The only time people only question this trade because of what happened, like, after this trade. You know what I'm saying? Like, when the Donovan Mitchells of the world got traded, Rudy Gobert got traded, things like that. Now you're looking at the Hawks like, damn, they really gave up that much for DeJounte Murray, and he's not on any of those dudes' level. You know what I'm saying? That's And so, like, now, like, I have— That's not why I question it. My, you said— <laughs> Not my worry. Yeah, yeah, my worry yeah. is that they have a point. They trade for a point guard who needs a ball in his hands, and he's worse with the ball in his hands than their current yeah. point guard. So like that kind yeah. of boils down to that. Yeah, I def I definitely see that, and I I agree with that to a certain extent. But great, like Kenny said, great players figure it out and they make it work. My only real question about the Hawks is like, how good is DeAndre Hunter gonna be, dog? And also, mm-hmm. here's the plan, all right. So if everything goes okay. right in my head, I could be cracked out right now and I could be tripping. But if Onyeka Okongwu, I have so much stock in that man. If his jump shot can be real, send send Clint Capella to somewhere else, bro. Send him somewhere mm-hmm. else and let's go ahead Wong and get Wong a stronger Tigers. three or something like that. <laughs> not, 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 not that crazy. Not that crazy. But if <laughs> Okongwu, the young guys, Okongwu, DeAndre Hunter, and Jalen Johnson, haven't heard that name in forever, bro. But if he can... Mm-hmm make a real impact those three guys can make a real impact and like be actual you know like a real supporting cast alongside DeJounte and Trey we already know what those guys are going to do it's those guys those three are the x-factors for me mm-hmm. and I think the if question, they'll do good then we'll be like top four or five seed in the in the east easily the question I have about that is what if Clint Capella is back to his year before last form and he's like too good to just not play do you think there's a world where Onyeka can play next to Clint at that point do you Fuck trade no. John Collins like it was so rumored for a long time like that log jam uh, can go a lot of different ways. That's interesting. That's super interesting. If if it depends on how real a Kongu shot is and how consistent it, it will be. I'm gonna you know? assume it's not real until we see it. I don't think he's gonna go <laughs> yeah. from not shooting threes at all to here being a fucking sharpshooter. Yeah, exactly. I think I think you don't you don't draft a sixth overall pick just to keep him on a bench. That's like a huge no no. You know? I'm talking yeah. too much, so I gotta hear what Donovan and Kenny gotta say. 
I mean, you listen. Kenny almost went there, but he didn't go all the way. But I'm gonna go all the way. I don't think that the Hawks make the playoffs this year. <laughs> you I, wow. I don't. I don't think we have a hundred dollar right bet now, on this. Right now, right now, there are seven teams that I think that are better than the Hawks, and that's gonna put can them. You, can you name them? I want to hear. Yeah. So I would take Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, Valid. Philadelphia, Toronto, Brooklyn, and Cleveland over Atlanta. Toronto I would, is crazy. I, I think to the me. Cle- I think the Cleveland Atlanta one is a real conversation. You think and that's, a and conversation? That's, that's that's fair. I don't think that the Cleveland one is like a stretch, but I think that with I think with with all the defense that they have with Mobley and Allen, and then now you're adding a 25 a game score in Donovan Mitchell, and then Garland is still there to run the show. Like you have a lot of pieces there, so I think talent wise. I like the talent in their starting five more than I like the talent in Atlanta's. And so if you want to take Atlanta, that that's a hundred percent cool. I'm not gonna like, you know, argue to the to the death with you about that. But I personally think that Cleveland's gonna be better. So now that puts Atlanta in the play in tournament and so and so they ha- they're gonna have to win. They if they're the eight seed, right? Let's say they don't get the seven seed, now they're in a one game play in for for the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of things that can happen when you're in that scenario. So I do, and I don't have a lot of faith in in Atlanta. And Mo, you just talked about everything that you you know wanted to see from the Hawks. You said if the, if one guy, if two guys, if three guys can turn up, and if Dejounte Murray and Trey Young can mesh. And so now we have we have questions about three players that are supposed to be really really like impactful role players, and the main dynamic of the team between the backcourt is a huge question. So. All that to say, what are y'all? What are y'all official predictions for what seating they're going to finish in? I, I've I've already been clear. They they're probably they will probably end up in the eighth seed and miss the playoffs from there. This dude is bonkers. Okay. I don't know why he says something like that because we've given you mentioned the plan like we just went eight been in the plan and we just we destroyed two teams. I forgot what those teams are. I think one of them were the Hornets or something like that. I'm not I'm not listen, I'm so, not saying I'm not saying this the Cavs. Stuff, the Cavs. stuff can listen, yeah. stuff can happen. When you get into one game scenarios, anything anything can happen. And unless you're playing the Charlotte Hornets who just give up hundred and seventy <laughs> points a game, right? Like <laughs> Like things, things are going to be challenging, and I, I'm not comfortable just you know penning them in to make the playoffs from that from that situation. I'm in the Eastern Conference, and I got one of the best players in the Eastern Conference. I would say seven times out of ten, he's probably going to be the best player on the court, and I'm going to do, I'm going to abide by that, and I'm going to say that yo, Trey Young, all these boys going to lead me to. It'll be a phenomenal season if we were four seed. So I'm going to say four seed. Five seed won't be mad. Four seed is so ambitious. There's no fucking way. I'm an ambitious man. What can I say, Isaac? So, so Mo, <laughs> if they end up in the play-in, would would you think that it was a wildly unsuccessful season? Oh, absolutely. As a fan, yeah, absolutely. There's no there's no reason, no real excuse. The only way we're a play-in team is if we have like a cataclysmic injury to someone like Trey, which is understandable. An only injury. way. Do, I got some bad you, news for you. There's that, some other ways. <laughs> Do you think that the Atlanta Hawks have a better roster than the Toronto Raptors? Absolutely. 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 Yikes. I think in an RB. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess we, that's, that's fine. Talent-wise, I get we, we it. Fit-wise, probably not. But I can there, see that. Do you, think they have a better, do you think they have a better roster than the Cavs? Uh, no. I'm going to be honest. No. Jared Allen, okay. Evan Mobley, Donovan. Yeah. No, no, I know not, Kenny, no. Kenny mentioned that was one of the ones he was uh, a toss-up with. But I think the Cavs are closer to being in contention for those top three or four teams than they are with being in any conversation with Atlanta. Mm. I, I, I can know. respect that. I mean, I, I guess we're 
really riding on the the Evan Mobley leap, which I think is a real possibility. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching them play on TV right now, and they look fucking great. The backcourt <laughs> are just they're just sharing the ball, and I think you know they both have double digit points in the first half. Like it, it looks good. So maybe yeah. I was bugging by saying that. I think it's, what it comes down to for me is it's very rare that you see a defensive front court as dynamic as Evan Mobley and Jared Allen when it comes to, when it comes to having a rim protector like that Man, and a Mobley big. writing, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, <laughs> well, it's also very rare to have a dynamic backcourt like Garland and Donovan Mitchell, or they're that complimentary. Having both together at the same time is fucking ridiculous. Like, I, I don't even know what that ceiling could be having both if they're clicking at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. When I, when I look at the Atlanta Hawks, it's not really about what's on the roster or what's missing. It's just about the teams around them. Yeah, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, the roster looks fire. Like, if this same roster was put together last year, I would be like, yeah, 100%. They're a 4 seed. But every <laughs> other team just got better other than the Chicago Bulls that were, like, fighting for a playoff spot. So it's a, it's a lot harder to just say. I mean, the good thing is that Trey Young is a walking top five offense. So that's a, mm-hmm. that's a thing. Maybe a little bit worse now just because they have to figure out the DeJounte Murray thing. But we know that the offense is going to be good. Do we think that DeJounte Murray's addition propels them defensively as much as it could? I don't know. No, I absolutely do not. I, I think that's like the main thing. I'm glad you brought that up. That's why I'm not so high on them. People think that, oh, they got this amazing defensive guard. Their defense is going to be better. But their issues on defense weren't because of it's the guard play necessarily. Interior. Their issues were their rim defense. Yeah, they were the 21st rim defense. And yeah. DeJounte is great. He's going to be very valuable, especially now that he can focus more on defense. But he's not going to be out here swatting everything at the rim, deterring people, helping at the nail. That's just not his role. Yeah. And I guess if you think Onyeka's going to make that big jump or Capella's going to be not washed this year, like it's possible. But that's a lot of things you're banking on that have nothing to do with DeJounte. <sighs> so it's like the questions they had before are still there. So maybe the additions <sighs> that he brings outweigh those, but I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, just re- a, it's just a lot of ifs with mm. with that with Atlanta right now, and like yeah. I mm-hmm. think I think the only thing that's sure is that Trey Young is there, and that he, and like like Kenny said, he is a top five you know offense, but that hasn't just Trey alone hasn't gotten them to where they wanted to go in the past. Well, actually no, no I'll take I'll take that back because they did make a an Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals, so I'll, yeah. I'll I'll take I'll take that back. But in the season since, it hasn't looked as well, so that's why I'm saying like we can't really guarantee anything with Atlanta just because Trey's there mm-hmm. yeah I think that's about all we have to say about this team we have yeah. four other teams to talk about that are far less interesting so I'm yeah. glad we got <laughs> does that John Collins it. make it through the season on the Atlanta Hawks Oof. yeah probably I so. probably I feel like we're perpetually going to be in the cycle of will he get traded they're shopping around and then I, they just never do it I hate how yeah. much he's in he's thrown in the but I just hate how much he's thrown in those conversations it's annoying, but I don't remember think how po- <laughs> remember how positive they were that he was going to be a king in the offseason. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're just always wrong. And like, I never, I would, I never ever believed none of those talks up until like this offseason. And that was when like Dejounte Murray, like I think he quote tweeted something about like John Collins being thrown in a trade with him or for him or something like that. And I was like, oh shit, shit may just go down, but never happened. So I think he's, I think it's just all smoke until like. The Hawks have like a real disappointing season, and John Collins is like the forefront of that. Like he didn't perform, or just a complete liability on defense. You know, then I think he's not going to be moved unless yeah. one of those things happen. Why do you think they're apparently in such a rush to trade him? Like, why are they so tempted to get him out of there? A like, lot of Hawks fans feel- are in the rush to go ahead and get rid of him because he can't dribble and like you know what I'm saying play make or anything like that. And also, he's not on like he's not the ideal defender you you'd want next to someone like Trey Young. That's why. He's, he's, 
He's much improved. I feel like he's is the ideal offensive player you want next to Trey Young, though. Someone who can pop, who can roll. Yeah. He can't dribble, but I mean, he can do a little bit with the ball in his hands. He's not like he's just like fucking a, just a statue. He's not Chris Porzingis out yeah, there. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I hate- feel like it's and his defense isn't as bad as it used to be. Yeah, most yeah, most definitely. He played really. He played elite level defense um, back when we made that run to the Eastern Conference Finals and things like that. But I feel like people are just Calm expecting. <laughs> It was great. People are expecting a little bit too much out of him. And John Collins, like, we have to be honest, certain players have ceilings on them, and that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And John Collins has hit that, and he just needs to maintain it at a, at a good enough level for us to keep him in the long run. And, uh, yeah, man, just Hawks fans are just they, – they don't know what they want. They ask for too much. They be doing the most. <laughs> All right, Kenny, you brought it up. You asked a question. Well, do you think they should trade John Collins? If you were the GM, I don't would you think get you're gonna get anything in a John Collins trade that will be worth trading him, mm. especially for a team that just traded with three first round picks to to yeah. be better now. You're, like if you're trading John Collins, it's like for future assets more than, yeah. than the maybe now. Maybe re- replenish that. Yeah, so it's like I, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Okay, well let's say there's a world where they decide they want to trade him because the team's not working out with the deadline. Where would they even want to upgrade with that potential asset? I don't know. A three put Hunter at the four. Like I don't, they want to. If the, I guess if that's the issue, the issue is probably spacing. Maybe, maybe they want a three and D guy. But who who would be that guy? That's not even. That's just so weird. Yeah, that the market's not there, and also I don't even think that's a real issue because he's like an, he's a great shooter. So um. yeah, well he's he's a good shooter, but he's not necessarily like a major floor spacer. You know, there's like a difference there. Like his maybe he has a similar three point percentage to I don't know. A word, say somebody like Joe Harris, that's not as good as Joe Harris. That's yeah, yeah, for sure. Of but the, the way that Joe Harris plays, he spaces the floor more and it's more of a threat. Maybe yeah. they feel like they need that with Kevin Herter gone. Mm. I could understand that. I could see a world in that, most definitely. But that's just still not good enough of a reason to go ahead and get rid of him. Like, he needs to shit the mm-hmm. bed. He needs to be that bad for us to, like, to be You would think, but apparently he's on the edge. They're always thinking about getting him out of there. So they have a reason, I guess. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> I'm more concerned about Inyeka Congo getting buried as a backup yeah. long term. That's so maybe reason. that's the reason to trade John Collins. Maybe to, to just free Onyeka. It's just, you know, less is more type shit. Yeah. But, Jay Crowder's out there, man. Yeah, true. apparently. But I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be the ones to bite. Uh, yeah, who do y'all, let's go on a tangent. Who do you think is going to trade for Jay Crowder? Or I should say, who do you want to trade for Jay Crowder? It's impossible, man. Like, you you know my day job is playing 2K, and I do I do a lot of fictional trades in 2K, and it's like I'm looking around the league. That's the job is playing. Not I'm just looking around the league just for salary purposes because if there's one thing 2K got is matching salaries and stuff. Yeah. And it's just hard to find a, a situation that Jay Crowder will be excited about, which is like a starting spot because that's why he's mad in the first place, but also a team that has the assets to match the salary that the Suns yeah. are like, okay, we're good enough to make that trade. It's almost impossible. What's his salary right now? Can't it's remember. like nine something. Yeah, it's such a weird number. Like, I know people in NBA media always talk about this, but like, it's so hard to have these medium contracts since every team now is built around stars and cheap young guys. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. like the only Dude. teams off the top of my head that I'm like, no, there's no perfect fit or like easy go. But What like, does Gallinari make? I don't know. I think he's on a, on a vet minimum. Is he? 
But even with that, they couldn't trade him for a couple months, right? Because he just inked the deal like oh, that's right. two weeks before. Yeah. I was thinking they traded for him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, the only team, I'm like, yeah, I don't know stuff. bro, would he want to be an OKC Thunder or something like that? It's like, <laughs> Fuck no. He no. just want to hoop. This is what it seemed like. <laughs> yeah, like. I can't imagine he'd be excited about that. Gallinari signed a, uh, a 215. Mm, so if he's available, they could move him once December 15th comes around. I think that's a date. Yeah. But it, so, will Jerkata be available by then? I don't know he's probably moved before then, I would assume. What I saw from the Suns, they need to move him ASAP to get some bench depth because they look yeah. terrible. <laughs> I know the popular pick is sending him back to the Grizzlies. That's like a real thing people always say. Mm-hmm. I don't know who, who they would trade in that. The Grizzlies' depth is basically just all rookies at this point. Yeah. So it's, it's not like they have matching salaries anymore either. They, they traded away their matching salaries for one of those rookies, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going on a tangent. Let's move on to the next team in this division. Let's talk about the Hornets. Trash. Obviously, are interesting because they lost Miles Bridges, which we don't got to get super far into, but they're not going to happen for the, this season or probably maybe not for the rest of his career. Who knows? But regardless now, they have this big hole in their lineup that they have to fill, especially scoring-wise. What do you think is going to be the answer to that for them? Victor Wembanyama. There's no answer. <laughs> <laughs> there's no answer. It's going I mean, 13 and 69. Yeah, it's probably. it's hard. It's, it's obviously hard to replace like twenty points a game. But listen, I think the jump that we saw from Lamelo last year as a scorer, that's that's going to be if he can take another leap from you know uh, if he can take another leap scoring the ball, I think that's that's going to be huge. They're kind of going to be able to free up Terry Rozier a little bit more, and Terry's going to be able to go back and kind of you know be mm-hmm. a, a be a bucket getter. We'll see if Gordon Hayward can stay alive this season. Um, I don't. Ha- I don't have a lot of faith in him to stay healthy for for eighty two games, maybe for even seventy games. Um, but those three are the ones where I'm like, okay, th- this twenty points, you guys are the ones that are gonna have to pick this <coughs> up. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess can, like you said, it's gonna have to be a big Lamelo leap, I suppose, if they have any hope of getting back into the playing range. Which do any? Okay, first of all, do any of you think they're gonna be in the playing range this year? No, why would they it's too much talent. Yeah, why? Would- I don't think they have a chance at all. Too, unless really? So you think they're going to bottom out? Are really? they going to try to tank for a year? I think they that's what they should. That's what they should. They don't have enough talent right now. Mm-hmm. They're like four deep at the most at this. I think moment. they can do it. I, I think Charlotte can can make the play in right. Like if you the the only okay. other two teams that are outside of the play in that I like actually have hope for this year would be New York and it would be Washington, and. Listen, with with I the with both like, those teams like, are probably better than Charlotte, right? I think New York is better than Charlotte. By, at, I think by at far, the minimum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Washington, eh? But but for for sure, what a mid off, sure New York. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> holy mid. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the definition of it. But if if we like, and I, I guess the 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 Hornets question really comes down to how high are we on Lamelo? Is is Lamelo going to be like? That guy is he gonna be? Is he gonna be an All Star, not by replacement this year? Is he gonna? Is he gonna really take that leap? And because I think if he does, then Charlotte actually has like they they have something to to work with. And so, mm. so you're saying is he gonna get to the point where he's so good that he can propel his team up into at least being mediocre like other All Stars of that ilk are? Yeah, I guess. I mean, he's gonna be an All Star like you like you asked for sure because his numbers are gonna be insane with that much usage. But I don't know if he's actually going to be that level of impact as other guys are. My, you know what I mean? my like he's, just, I, what, what they I, what just I don't have a lot see, of good players. They, yeah, it really comes yeah. down to that. What I would want to see from Lamelo, though, I want to see him get better 
at you know creating contact and getting to getting to the free throw line and finishing at the rim. He hasn't. He's been in like under the 55th percentile in his first two seasons, finishing at the rim among among guards. Um, and he doesn't. He doesn't get to the free throw line much. He takes about. I, I would. I don't have the numbers off top, but I think somewhere around like two, two point one, some somewhere, somewhere yeah. like that. It's crazy. If he can, if he can get that up to, up to four, right? Maybe like let's let's draw one more foul game and get to the line and get two more shots there. That's that's a really big area of emphasis that I think that he should be working on, and because then you can start going from seventeen, you know, seventeen, eighteen, start getting into those twenties and be yeah. a legit number one scorer. I don't know if that's ever going to be a non... I think it's going to be a weakness for him like forever. Like I, he, Same thing with Lonzo. Neither one of them can fan to the rim. Yeah, it's the ball thing. They, none of them get to the basket. Why do you think that is? Like, they have the opportunity to just never do it. Why do you think that is? Like, clearly, like, if they're both like that, like I wonder if it's just, uh, just like the way they played growing up. Like Who knows? It's crazy. It's weird as hell. Yeah. Uh, dog, my, my thing about- it is weird, but it's also not... Because like a lot of times you see siblings that play in the NBA that have like similar games, even uh, in the NFL. Like Joey yeah. and Nick Bosa are the same player, so like it's just funny how that works out. That there. Is, that is true. That is true. That is true. But my thing with the Hornets is that is just like there is no point to carrying on whatever the hell they got going on. They just they should just straight up tank. Like what's the point? You have <laughs> nothing. You have nothing but good vibes going on, and you know what I'm saying the only vibes that are that gravitate towards fans in my mind is guys like LaMelo and then Taro's year. And then the, uh, the old dude who, whatever, you know, his name. And like, there's just no point to anything. Just tank. You, you have, you have a better chance yeah. at reviving your team in that city and getting that city excited for basketball. Because right now in my mind, the Hornets are in like a very, very dangerous zone of like <laughs> these rumors of, Young stars wanting out hella early is gonna happen to Lamelo like this season, next season, if they don't like have oh. any clear direction, and that's like that's the yeah. sad truth, the harsh reality for the for the uh, mm-hmm. Charlotte Hornets for show. I mean, it's like, like a, it's a small market thing, right? Like the small markets feel like they need to go out there and make signings, so we we go and get Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, yep. and all of these dudes, and then it it's cool enough for you to win thirty three games. But it's like in order for a small market team to really do what they have to do, they have to draft well, and they haven't done that other than the LaMelo pick. And and this is the year where you want to have a top pick because the way people are talking, as long as you have a top seven pick this year, you're golden. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to stand – you got to get in those sweepstakes, man. And if That's you get the a top two you pick, you have a Hall of Famer. <laughs> exactly. So, so the Hornets <laughs> exactly. have just spent – so the Hornets have had LaMelo for two years, kind of – revived themselves after we all thought that they were going to be absolutely irrelevant after getting rid of Kemba. They make it to the play-in back-to-back years, and now we're going to tear it all down and start from scratch with LaMelo on the roster? Is that is that what you guys yeah, Because they don't to have do? anything other than LaMelo to build around. Yeah. James Booknight couldn't get PT, and hopefully Steve Clifford gives him some run. Mark Williams hasn't played in preseason. Um, JT Thor looks cool, I guess. It's just like they have a bunch of nothing draft <laughs> picks cut. at this moment. It's just like they that they, they is this is the only way. I think if you sat Lamelo down and talked to him like, "Hey, we not bringing nobody through that door other than through the draft. We have to be asked this season. Yeah. <laughs> Put him on the tape of, of Victor Wabanyama. He'll be like, "We good. Yeah. We'll be fine." He's he gonna say, "Say I, less. I'm gonna go ahead and you know." Because him making a play in is the the point differential is like negative forty. Like yeah. that's not doing anything for them. Yeah. If yeah. y'all exactly. if y'all sit Lamelo down and tell him like, "Hey, we're gonna be trash this year," he will he will say, "Okay, that's fine." And then he's gonna he's gonna call a big baller, and they're gonna get some stories, and he's gonna be out of there. 
Like they Well luckily they don't really have to tell him anything. The roster's gonna be ass <laughs> whether That'll he likes it. Actually, the way louder <laughs> That's the funny part. We're all talking about they need to tank and they need to just just give up. But the reality is, even if they try, they're gonna be tanking because they're gonna be fucking horrible. Like it really doesn't matter what they do. They're just, they're like not a, our answers are keep saying that oh nothing they can do. Well, there's probably nothing else to talk about then because there's just no hope for them really. This would be a good talk potentially, Isaac. Out of every single team in the NBA right now, who needs Victor Wembanyama the most? Who Ooh. needs him the most? The Jazz. The Jazz would need him the most. Dude, why would you? Why? Why would you put the Jazz in this conversation? I'm be honest. That is the last team I want to see. Yes. Why would you want to see him play in front of I don't, want, I don't want him there either. I don't want him there either. But they need him the most for sure. No, they don't. He's right. He's Strictly right. based off need, you're right. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You could say the Spurs, but I have faith the Spurs will execute a proper rebuild and eventually get to the point they need to be at regardless. I don't know if I have faith in that for the Jazz, so they probably need to get blessed. Yeah. And honestly, I, I'm being I'm being real. I think the Charlotte Hornets are next on that list. Like the other teams that are tanking slash bad teams, they have a bright future yeah. with like a previous pick or, or group of picks. I don't see nothing other than Lamelo Ball when I look at the Hornets. And these other teams got a couple different. Now maybe they don't have the ceiling that Lamelo has, but it's it's still very very dim over there in Charlotte. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I got the I got the back this. I got the Hornets easily, bro. I I can see and I understand the vision for the Utah Jazz, but for the sake of basketball fans and their happiness we're sending that boy over to the over to the hornets next year if you ask me <laughs> well since we're on the topic of victor let's go on this tangent a little bit if you could just if you could put him on any team you wanted who would it be the chicago bulls <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> well if we're talking realistically among tanking yeah. teams then who among amongst the amongst the tanking teams where he teams. could realistically go to I'm going to put him on the Rockets. You put him next to Jalen Green and Jabari Smith, that's going to be fucking beautiful. What position oh, wow. What position would he play over there? Center. What do you mean? Star. <laughs> He's going to be a star any, anywhere he goes. He'll be, he'll be fine. He'll find a way. I don't – I don't – I I guess OKC. I would say OKC just because I think just like <laughs> – Shed, the pictures imagine that pre- preemptively pause but like the length on on chet and victor's together <laughs> is well, ridiculous <laughs> it, like that that would that would just be crazy so i would say i would say the thunder with shay yeah a team that i think deserves it the most because correct me if i'm wrong but they never had a number one overall pick in their entire existence the indiana pacers him next to tyrese next to benedict matherin bro i want to see it happen i need it i need it i need it I actually really do like that pick. Um, and the fans are crazy over there. I went to a few games last season, and even though they were ass, they were, like, going crazy for the most random O'Shea Brissett step back. <laughs> those oh, my shots. God. Like, it was real. So that, that, that's a very good team. The only um, reason I, I know who O'Shea Brissett is is from fantasy basketball, picking him up in the last week of the season because he's getting all the garbage time run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fan, fantasy's like that for sure. Um, th- those, are the, those are the candidates. Yeah. Those are the candidates. <laughs> I think that the Orlando Magic luck should run out. They've had the first overall pick too damn much. But I would like to see School Henderson over there with Orlando Magic. I'm being honest. That would be hard. Him and Paolo. That would be perfect. Ooh, that would be nasty. That yeah. nasty. That's just like the perfect uh, bag Twitter team you can imagine. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'd be watching them boys every night. I won't skip a beat. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny because you'd have Scoot, you'd have Paolo, they're out there doing their thing, and then you just have Cole Anthony stealing all the thunders, shooting up pull-up threes, and missing them. <laughs> <laughs> that 
Oh he would go full uh, Dylan Brooks and be like, it's my time now. <laughs> yeah. That's who the, shit, they should, the Grizzlies need to trade Dylan Brooks or Jay Crowder. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Oh, that's actually a good idea. It's a good idea. I like that. I don't know how Dylan Brooks would feel about coming off the bench. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't care what Dylan Brooks Who cares how Dylan Brooks feels? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what Jawa. How Jawa feel about that? Because you know them. They're boys. Are they? Dylan I don't Brooks even think I knew Jawa, that. So, yeah, I don't know. Bring Jay back. He did hit a game winner for them before they traded his ass away. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it probably would never actually happen. But I just feel like Dylan Brooks needs to be out of there. But I guess him and Jawa being best friends complicates it. But that that would definitely be a less is more situation. Yeah, for sure. But all right, we, we can move on to another interesting team since we spent that time talking about the least interesting team we could imagine. Yeah. Let's talk about the Miami Heat. Obviously, the big story with Miami Heat is, one, Jimmy Butler has a weave. Two, <laughs> they have no more P.J. Tucker. Which one y'all want to talk about first? The weave. I, I, need, I need to get this Oh, on. my I God. Need <laughs> I need to get this on. Right. Listen, you cannot. You, men, man <laughs> weaves are despicable. They are despicable. And I can't stand when I see. We'll get to Jimmy in a minute. I can't stand when I see older. When I see older black dudes, right? Like what Karan Butler Smith. did. You cannot have. You cannot be bald on Friday and have a three and a fade on Monday. It does not work like that. I see you, and that's nasty work. As for Jimmy, listen. You weave extensions like that. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's so funny because I was not serious, but here we are. <laughs> oh no, I'm this is listen, I'm passionate about about anti about being anti man weed. We can't we can't be out here. What's next? We're losing recipes, Isaac. We're losing <laughs> recipes out here. The good thing is that he cut it last night, so yeah. We don't have to worry about him actually playing with it. Even though I was very interested to see him playing with it. That's like oh, an extra oh. three pounds of weight, let's be honest. <laughs> like they were long and they were they were Paul's thick, you know what I'm saying. So I, I already knew it was gonna be bad. Um, but no PJ Tucker though, I I think is really gonna hinder this team long term. Like I still think they're gonna be a really good regular season team because it's the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. um, and they have the infrastructure to be you know very very good regular season wise. When it comes to the postseason, unless they do something like at the deadline to get some more depth over there, I just don't feel great about them. I think something. Me neither. That's... I've gotten flamed in TikTok comments for saying that they're. I, I said that they're. Obviously a contender because they can make the conference finals and so-and-so, but I see a 0% chance they actually win the finals. And people hate that, but I already didn't have faith in them last year because their half-court creation isn't great. They don't get to the rim. All their ball handlers shoot mid-range pull-ups every time they drive. And now they don't have that key defensive piece at the four. I don't even know what the answer is. Who are they going to start there? (laughs) The man that they gave a humongous bag to, Mr. $32 a year. What's his name? Tyler Hero. Yeah, that's that, that. Like, what do what do they expect out of him this year? Is he gonna start? I think he's gonna be a starter this year, right? He slides him into the four, I guess. <laughs> probably, like, pro- probably, probably you might you might have to start him just because like you don't want thirty two million dollars yeah, coming off the bench. Exactly. With as the money grows, like your role should grow as well, and those things should like be congruent to each other. So I think expectations are gonna change, and now mm-hmm. he's gonna be given like somewhat of. Not the keys necessarily, but he's going to be given more roles and responsibilities. Along with, I think Bam Adebayo, of course, he took a three less uh, the last time the last time they played, which is pretty cool to see. But I think those two for me, like, <laughs> what are they going to do? What is Tyler? Three Harrow months until he takes another one. Yeah, exactly. That's my mm-hmm. biggest thing. So, okay, to be more specific, I clear made it clear. I don't think they're a contender. What percentage chance do you think they have of winning the championship? Because I think we all agree they'll be a top seed in the regular season, but that's not what matters for them. 
Fifteen. Is that 15. is that disrespectful? No, I think it's zero. I, I think that, I think that's kind of high. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I thought I was being disrespectful. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, a lot a lot of their fans are like, "Oh, Victor Oladipo's back in shape. We're good." Oh. It's like that's wow. not that's not getting you over the hump. I'm sorry, it's not getting you over the hump, especially with those other teams out there. I, if I put it in percentages, I'm saying like seven percent. That's that's the exact it, number I have. Which all that means is you think zero, but you're not brave enough to say it. That's all that yeah. means. To say. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it with the chest. You don't think they can win? Just zero. <laughs> no, no. I actually, I but like I actually think that like if stuff breaks, well, the main thing for me with with Miami is what version of Kyle Lowry they're gonna get. Like true. Obviously, obviously Lowry was out of shape last year he went through a whole bunch of injuries he left the team for a while he had some personal stuff going going on if he can come back and if he's the if he's the Kyle Lowry that they thought they were getting from Toronto the one that was shooting close to 40 percent over 40 percent from three like that's a that's a really big difference because you saw it as soon as he came into that series against the Celtics the entire dynamic of the offense changed. He was able to to push the pace. They were um, their their entire creation was much much better. Jimmy didn't mm-hmm. have to do as much. So if if Kyle can get back to like a stable, you know, I guess state of of playing, like yeah, just that's health. that's yeah. the key for them. Yeah, that's that's, that's going to be the big off season addition for them is if they can get a real Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fair point. I'm being very pessimistic about them, but. I think we all like take it for granted the fact that Kyle Lowry was not his normal place last year, but it really wasn't his fault. Like you're saying, he was hurt, and I give a lot of credit to James Harden saying, "Give him a chance to get healthy. He'll come back and look more like himself." We should probably give that same grace to Kyle Lowry. And like you said, if they do have prime Kyle Lowry or even sub past prime Kyle Lowry, that was still great. We're talking about a different team, bro. I mean, Kyle Lowry was injured. Um, Tyler Hero was injured, and they still ended up in Game Seven with the Boston Celtics. Yeah. So it's not like. It's completely, completely terrible over there, mm-hmm. obviously, but it's still a lot to be desired when I look at their roster up and down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have these conversations like, okay, cool, you know, I respect it, you're right, but like, let's be fucking for real. Like, you begging on a 36 year old <laughs> Kyle Lowry to go ahead and take him over the hump, over the, over the, hump. <laughs> over, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm saying he's like James Harden, but he's significantly older, so that yeah, is a factor exactly. to consider. So it's like, we're saying this, but like, it has to be absolute best case scenario and every single thing has to like every domino has to fall every single one you can't skip it i feel like the heat or that team that everyone just feels the need to be polite to and give respect because they work so hard but like we don't really believe in them but it's like they deserve the recognition exactly you know what i mean like it's one of those i mean but they do like it's a it's a it's a real thing though like they they you know like they 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 really should have been swept. Like, if you're talking about on paper, they should have been swept with the amount of injuries, with the lack of offense, of offensive creation that they had against the Celtics. And somehow they found themselves a Jimmy Butler pull-up three away from going to the NBA Finals. Like, like that, that, that infrastructure and, like, heat culture is real. Mm-hmm. I think... Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying it's not. It's just, like, all that's true, all that's great. They're still not going to be a con- realistic contender. Calling the spade a spade, it's time for Bam to take over as, like, the guy. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Especially, in, especially in the regular season, because we want to preserve Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. to, to put up 30-point triple-doubles come playoff time. But regular season, Bam, for three years in a row, I feel like he's been saying, I want to take more shots, I want to take more shots. First preseason game, he was doing that. He was, he was inefficient for a center, but at least he was getting the shots up. <laughs> yeah. You know, So I, I think it's time for him Great. to take that bigger role. 
But how many years are we going to say this until we decide that maybe he's just not built like that? Like he can want it and say it in the media, this, but this the last thing. This is the, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt one last time. <laughs> and if he says it again next offseason, I'm cutting him off. I, I will not be rocking Shut my up. number 13 Miami Heat jersey ever again because I'm tired of it. We know vers- versatility defensive. There's not a lot of people better than him on that side of the floor. But, like, it, they're asking for more at this point. Yeah. yeah. And it's like even if he is just that defensive player, great, fantastic. Yeah. But when it's not even, like, just the media or fans' fault for putting him in these conversations as if he should be this offensive player. He does it himself. So it's like, yeah. at a certain point. And his just, teammates, too. Jimmy's like, I'm going to find you $100 every game you don't take a three. And then he takes, like, six on the season. It's like, <laughs> what, what, is, what is happening? Why are you just giving him all his money? Is <laughs> <laughs> that funny? Because if you're banned, just fucking take one just to avoid that conversation. Wait, was that actually a real conversation? That's a real thing. Yeah, I said it in the media. I'm sure it was, like, in jest, but, yeah. like, Clearly, these conversations are happening. So, like, Bam hears that he has to. Yeah, okay, that's funny. Yeah. He needs that type of motivation, dog. It's uh, Miami's a tricky place, dude. Not tricky, but they're just like what you said, Isaac. You have to give him respect. What you said, yeah. Dom. You have to give him respect. Okay, final predictions. Where are they going to place in the regular season seating wise, and what are they going to do in the playoffs? I'll give them three. And three seed. Okay, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking they're going to be a top three seed again. Yeah, three. Yeah. For sure. I'll say. I'll say. I'm going to give him even more respect. The Heat will finish as, as the number two seed. Okay. Not crazy. Splitting hairs here. I feel like the two and three seed are going to be like one game difference. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> I'm just trying to play this like, like the price is right. I just want to be different. Facts. <laughs> I want to be the one that was highest on the Heat. <laughs> that, Which isn't hard for this room. Yeah. What's interesting is right, like, well, when you talk about the playoffs with them, like how many teams do you think they could like Confidently be towards the top of the East. Like, how do you think they're gonna match up against the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Nets? Oh, that's a good question. We're gonna turn this into a TikTok segment. Let's go. What's the turn TikTok? I'm gonna list some NBA teams. You let me know if you're taking them or the Miami Heat in the playoff series. Let's run it. The 76ers. Oh, I'm taking the I'm taking the Miami Heat. Ooh. I'm, such a such a hardened hater. I'm taking the 76ers. Come on. I'm taking Sixers too in a heartbeat. Okay. <laughs> I'll take Sixers, but it's it wasn't in a heartbeat. I think it's a seven game series, legit. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't maybe think if it's a seven, then I should go Miami because James Harden. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. Honestly, that's a very good point. <laughs> it is going to be a long fought series, and Harden gets worse as the series goes on. That yeah. is true. Damn, are you making reconsider? Maybe I might pick the Heat now. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> do it. Fuck it, the Heater went in seven. And I believe in Joel. I believe in Joel and Tyrese Maxey, and also PJ Tucker. Important to note too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, flip it. P.J. Tucker's on this roster yeah. now. Them I can't flip twice, so I guess I'm stuck on this island by myself. <laughs> you slayed me once. <laughs> you played me. All right, what about the Cavs? The Heat, I'll for sure. Heat. I'm taking the Cavs. I feel like I'm just, like, in the 1% of Cavs believers on the internet You're at this point, really but I think high. they're going to be like this. I think I, I couldn't be higher, honestly. He's, like, a year, <laughs> year, a year or two away from them. You're, you're, you're too advanced in your, in your thoughts with them. I just, I just don't see why it's going to take that long. If everyone says that, I give them some time. No. I, I feel like they're going to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really big on like not waiting or just like just giving people flowers, just saying things about how they are at the moment. Like yeah. I feel like year two of Luca, I was like, he's one of the best pick and roll ball I've ever seen in my life. Like, Damn. <laughs> I don't see why people need to wait if we're going to be that good. I respect it. I guess. What's, what's the next team? What about the Nets? This is tough. I'll take the Nets. 
if they if the Nets if the Nets make it to the playoffs in in one piece, I'll take the Nets. <laughs> but but if they come in looking like the way that they did last season, then I'll take Miami. Ugh. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I feel like if everybody's healthy, all things go in best case scenario for both teams. It's the Nets, but there's a really good chance it doesn't go best case scenario for the Nets. So maybe you got to pick the Heat. Yeah, that's a, that's what I'm thinking. In the perfect world, it's the Nets, and I don't think twice, but it's the Brooklyn Nets, and nothing's perfect in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah in this world, so that's not what I'm actually thinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. bro. And also, this is kind of random, but, bro, after seeing the way <laughs> it's a preseason, but seeing Ben Simmons' jump shot, you know what I'm saying, just like after all that time he missed, I'm like, bro, you can easily be taken, you can be taken out of the game if a team wants to go to that extent, and I feel like Eric Spolster is the type to go to that extent. So I got the Miami for sure. Hmm. Totally different topic, but I don't think you're going to be able to take Ben Simmons out of the game as easily now because he's next to Katie and Kyrie. It's much easier to hide his lack of shooting when you have those people coming off screens of them. Great point. But I see your point. point. Maybe a smart team exposure, like you said, is going to be the one to expose him. Yeah. Do we trust Steve Nash to actually put him in the right position? <laughs> I don't think Steve Nash is that bad of a coach. I feel like it's so overrated. I, I, I can't even give you an opinion because I feel like I feel like he hasn't actually coached yeah. anything yet. Exactly. He's had, no, he's had no chance with all the turmoil and the change of the teams. Like, every two weeks he's game planning for a new team. Like, how could you expect him to do something incredibly impressive? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it was an I'm a Yudoka thing, but, like, in past years, they were making good adjustments defensively in the playoffs and taking pe- things away from teams. Like, I feel like because Kevin Durant thinks he's ass for whatever reasons he has, like, everyone's just like, yep, he must be shit. So <laughs> it's like, maybe not. Maybe, maybe Katie's wrong. You ever thought about that? That is a, that is a good I feel discussion. like I can disagree. <laughs> that is a good discussion. You, you want to sell him, Isaac. You want to sell him. <laughs> Steve Nash, time out. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Steve Nash has been the coach for, for three years, though. And, like, you've you've coached over over 100 games and we still don't know if you're like like you still don't know if you're that guy i feel like even on bad teams you can tell if they're being coached Bro. well he's played 100 over 100 games and maybe 13 of them he's had his full roster like it's been the most tumultuous three years like it's not a normal three years for a coach it's three years though it's yeah. still it's still it's still three right. years i couldn't where, think of a I couldn't think of a worse coaching job to have other than like Steve Nash's and like whoever like Frank Vogel on the Lakers. Like I couldn't; those are the top two worst places to coach at by far. Yeah. So I, I I'm yeah. kind of I kind of side with Isaac. Let's go. I mean, yeah. They, I mean, had a couple playoff series, and one of them, his whole game plan was KD will not sit on the bench for <laughs> sixty minutes. He will play every single <laughs> second. And then the, hey, it I almost mean, worked. Even the Bulls feet. took a game off the Bucks in the playoffs. Like getting swept in the playoffs is is ridiculous under any circumstance, mm-hmm. especially yeah. if you have an all time great on your Should roster. Never happen if you have Kevin Durant. It's crazy. Yeah. That's okay, crazy. but are we putting that on Nash or are we putting that on KD? Because KD had the worst series of his life. So put it on I mean, everybody. But but I'll yeah, put it on I'll put it on KD though. He's out on the floor. Kyrie <laughs> <laughs> was there too. Don't forget, and he was healthy. So. Oh yeah, Kyrie didn't play well either. They can both get it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we have two more really uninteresting teams to talk about before we get to these TikTok segments, so let's just slide through it. All right. What do y'all feel about the Magic? What, let me not even ask what, what you think they're going to be in terms of wins and all that shit, because it doesn't matter. Who are you excited for from this young core? Paolo. I'm smashing the over, though. I know you said not about the wins. I'm smashing the over. <laughs> okay, okay, explain. I, I think they have a lot of people on their roster that are really, really solid. I mean, okay. they have maybe too much that you have to figure out, oh, how many minutes does this guy get? Is he a part of our real future? And you have to figure that out. Yeah. Jonathan Isaac doesn't have a timetable after two and a half years of He's not, not playing a basketball. Anymore. Um, Markel Fultz already broke his toe. It's like, it's a lot of stuff. 
but I believe legit in Wendell Carter and Franz Wagner. Mm. Yeah, and Jalen Suggs cannot be worse than he was last year offensively. Yeah, I I'm, I say the same thing, but it's like shaky logic because like, are we assuming he's any better just because he's young, or maybe that he was just not that good? Yeah. <laughs> like, who knows? It, it is possible. Yeah. It is possible. I, I know for sure his defense is real though. Like his, he was yeah. really good defensively um, last season, and it's just and I, if felt like he could have been a lot better i mean maybe he's just ass I don't know. <laughs> yeah we'll see i made a joke earlier about cole anthony taking all the shots but i think he actually is pretty good like maybe his destiny is a six man a lot of people say that but i think he is clearly a valuable player in that way like his mix of off the dribble shooting and a little bit of playmaking he provides is honestly valuable yeah for sure yeah. but now that you mentioned it they, they do have a lot of guys like yeah. shimo kiki is like they're like 11th most relevant guy and he's pretty good yeah Kenny, Kenny, so you said that you were going to hammer the over, right? So if you look at their mm-hmm. win total, their win total is at 27 and a half. You're, you, you're, you're I think they could be that. a 30 win team. I think they can be a 30 win team. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, so if that's the case, are you assuming Paolo's going to be like really good right away? I think he's going to win rookie of the year. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be really good. Um, yeah, yeah. Good I, like I said, I'm, I'm a real believer in Franz Wagner. I know Eurobasket doesn't necessarily translate to where you perform in the NBA, but even when he was playing in the NBA, he was one of the best rookies in the class, and nobody cared because he was in the, part of the Orlando Magic. Um, yeah. And then when when you took away the Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter minutes, Franz Wagner and Wendell Carter together were fucking amazing on yeah. the on the bad team. Like, their numbers were amazing on the really bad team. And I'm assuming now that Palo's there, there won't be a ton of uh, lineups where you see Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter together. You're going to get a full experience of Wendell at the five. But why did they bring him back then? Did they brought him back to be the backup? Like, they, they paid was, him, uh, like... Talking to the guys over at the Six Man Show, and I asked them the exact same thing. They said that they just really like him in the locker room. <laughs> Good vibes. I mean, he's like 24, <laughs> and he's a locker room vet already. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> and but maybe it's know. one of those things where they didn't want to lose the asset, and they signed him to trade him. It's very possible. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That'd be a smart thing to do, and they seem like they're a decently smart team over the last few years. So, I see that. That's interesting. I hadn't even, like, considered their win total over-unders, because it's like... The image in my head is them from last year, where they were just the worst team in the NBA, yeah. as we see by the first pick. But yeah, I can, I can totally see that. I think Franz Wagner is definitely like going to surprise a lot of people that aren't paying he's attention to them. Him. He's not going to be a star, but he's going to be like, the ideal player to play next to other stars. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Yeah. This, what do you I think? got I, a weird connection with him because uh, that was the Chicago Bulls pick. So. Mm, and Wendell was notably a <laughs> Chicago Wendell. Bull at one point. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be dreading that for now a makes sense. Time of your Chicago of your Chicago Bulls fandom. You're going to be like... Bro, he's not going to be thinking about Wendell this. Carter in five years, I promise no, you. No, I'm talking about... Yeah, for sure, but Franz, though. You're going you're gonna, you're gonna to be 40, 45 talking about, damn. <laughs> this. No, nah, it's going to be cool because we're going to build a statue of Vooch mm. after he helps <laughs> us win the 2026 NBA Finals. It's simple. Ooh, that's so nasty. Oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> Fucking Vooch. Uh, I was seeing a... We had a TikTok about... Should the Lakers trade Anthony Davis? And somebody was like, I would trade Anthony Davis for DeMar and Vooch. If you were as a oh Bulls fan, God. would you want to trade those two for Anthony Davis? Um, twenty-nine year old Anthony Davis on the last year of his deal and hasn't really been healthy over the last couple seasons. But sure. also keep in mind, yeah, it's Vooch. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> sure, I'm sure, I'll take it. You would have to. Yeah, the people were. I mean, I read over on Reddit they were clipping someone else's pod. Um, they were like, oh, the Lakers are going to hold on to that pick because you never know if the Bulls are bad. DeMar DeRozan and Vucevic for the 2027 and 2029 Lakers pick with Russell Westbrook. And I'm like, bro, 
We are not I think about Zach to blow up the Bulls team. It was it Zach Lowe? Yeah. I think it was. There yeah, we go. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, we're not about to blow up the Bulls team already after one year. Yeah, no, that's nuts. Hey, I mean, I, I know you've been, you've obviously been thinking about it, but Demar will not stop telling people that he wanted to be a Laker. Like he yeah, probably no, still does. He, just, he tells every time you put a microphone in front of Demar, he tells you, <laughs> "I thought I was going to the Lakers." <laughs> Come on, bro. And then now he added this other one. There was one team out there that offered me a vet minimum, and I take it personal. Everybody knows the Clippers, bro. <laughs> Everybody knows. <laughs> Shout out to Demar, though. I got number love for Demar, but yeah, Jeez. that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I can't. Everyone, I know Bulls fans have this like infatuation with Anthony Davis. Do you think that's still there? Do they still like fiend for him to have him one day? No, really? No, because um, I think we got our Chicago legend or hometown hero guy fix right now with Io DeSumo. Oh my god! I'm just I'm being real though. Obviously, he's not Anthony yeah. Davis, but yeah, like yeah. even yesterday from Chicago, the crowd <laughs> goes crazy when they hear that. Yeah, and we we don't need two from Chicago's because it loses its effect. Mm. So Limit to one Chicago kid per the answer team to your era. question is no. I wouldn't trade Io for Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, valid. Io's going to play 62 games. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody else have anything I'll say about the Magic? I don't. I don't. Uh, like Jamal Mosley, he's a really cool yeah, dude. Great coach, great coach, great coach. No, no. Could not spell his name for the life of me, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That H is tricky. That's funny. All right, well, last thing we got to talk about here is the Washington Wizards. Yeah. Just the definition of the yep. most mid team in the NBA. Yeah. We had a video where we were talking about teams that would trade for Russell Westbrook, and I was saying basically it has to be a team that's the definition of mid because they're not rebuilding, but they're also not a playoff team. And the Wizards are the only team that matches that category. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. There's not really too much to say about them. Like, they got better. They got better compared to last season, but they're still mid. So that's not really Definitely. saying much. Okay, so give them credit. Let's say this would not be super negative. Obviously, they have Bradley Beal back. Chris Osborne should be healthy. Monte Morris, Kuzma took a step. Other interesting pieces like Gaffer, Kispert, who's injured. Do you think there's a world where they can push to that seven eight seed range? I think seven eight is a bit high. Um, I think I think nine ten is probably where their lot in life is, and they're mm-hmm. they're they're just going to be um, at the edge of the play in. And whether that like last year they ended up finishing with um, with with thirty five wins. I don't know if they're going to finish with thirty five or if they're going to finish with forty and get to like forty and forty two, but nine and ten kind of seems where they're going to be at just because of the strength mm-hmm. of the rest of the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Of the of the teams underneath them, they feel like the team that wouldn't try to turn in their chips if they're bad halfway through the season. I feel like they'll keep pushing. Well, yeah. I feel like the other teams will be like, oh, shit, Victor Wabanyama's out there, so I'm going to, you know, rest my starters this game. I don't think the Washington Wizards really think about it like that. They're like, they we can. have to make a playoff. Yeah. yeah after uh, and, Bradley and, Beal. Uh, Chris Osorzingas looked pretty damn good that's, in the games he played last season. I'm saying. He did. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying. Now, now that's probably getting 40 games of it, but it, it was solid. And he hasn't played with Bradley Beal other than a couple – weeks ago when they were playing in, in Japan. Um, there are some things interesting about this roster, but not mm-hmm. interesting enough for me to think they're going to be a playoff team. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Even, even outside, let's separate it from the fact they're not going to be a playing team. What what version of Bradley Beal do you think we're going to get? Because obviously last year wasn't his best version, but he chopped up the health. With him coming back now, having Chris Dobbs, who's not the best teammate he's ever had, but probably one of the most complimentary to his game. Yeah. Like, ideally, in a perfect world, he should, Bradley Beal's one of his biggest strength now is driving to the rim. Kristaps should help that stretch the floor. I think he's probably going to be an all-star think- again this year. I would hope so. Yeah, he's, he's booked. <laughs> That's like the floor. I would, I would definitely hope so. Book soft. Can he get back to being like 
Is he going to be back in the mix like for the scoring title, being one of the best scorers in the league again? Hopefully they don't need him yeah. to do that for them to be I, in games. I, I got some spoiler alert for you. I think they do. <laughs> like they have good pieces around him to like win with that, unlike like they were, even though they weren't doing it a couple years ago. But I think they still need him to handle that scoring load. Scoring title seems a bit much. Um, that's Zion's. Mm. Oh, Ooh, that's interesting. I like it's that. already in stone. It's Zion's. I like that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, this is a very pro Zion podcast. I feel like we've had some very lofty expectations for him. Yeah. I think Muhammad thinks he's going to be an MVP contender this year. Most definitely. Mm. Most definitely. I mean, scoring title would definitely help those conversations. Yeah, it just depends Man, on how the rest like of the team fills out. Fifth or sixth seed? Fifth mm-hmm. or sixth seed. I would say if Zion gets fifth or fourth, then I definitely think he's top three in that conversation for sure. Hmm. Wouldn't that be so wild to go from not playing for a year and a half and just being MVP immediately? Like People wouldn't know how to handle that. The narratives would just be off the charts. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see him the other day? Like, God. He was he was doing stuff that made it look so effortless. He'll get it on the yeah. block, take one dribble, and he was rising. And it was, was like crazy. Man, he could do he about shifted it. the yeah. hell out of P. Will. It was crazy. We 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 aren't feeling great about P. Will right now. Let's be honest. <laughs> okay, elaborate on that. I forgot about. No, nah, I won't say Bulls Nation is off. Um, but it's, they're still asking for leaps, and obviously, as a team that's trying mm-hmm. to com- compete, I'm putting that in quotation. That's what they're trying to do. They're not yeah, actually yeah, doing it, but that's what they're trying. Um, Patrick Williams leap is extremely important for the organization and um, at least in preseason you want to see him take a couple shots just just a couple <laughs> I mean not asking for much more than that uh, and he just didn't so well what are you you're on the bandwagon so what kind mm-hmm. of player what do you see the vision for him in a couple of years well he had one of the lowest usage rates of any starter mm-hmm. um, last season which makes sense he's playing Vucevic DeMar and Levine. Zach yeah. Levine they're all like give me the ball or let me do my part um but you would want him like there. They were opportunities a lot last season where he'll get the ball in the corner, and instead of just taking the jump shot, and he is an efficient three point shooter on low volume, but efficient three point shooter, where he'll take one dribble and pass. He's like, God damn yeah. it, Patrick! It was a fourth overall pick the year before crazy. Scotty Barnes. Like we need that's you so to do something. Yeah. <laughs> we need you to do something. Um, you know what's interesting? I feel that I feel like that's probably a coaching thing though. I feel like they're probably stressing to him. We have all these creators. We need the defense from you and whoever else we can get it from. Like we need you to focus on this. They're probably mm-hmm. telling him that that like you need to be the defense. Go out there and only focus on that. So he's probably thinking, Oh, I gotta defer to these stars. Yeah. I mean I'm be real. He's he's not as great of a defender as a lot of people think he yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, the idea of him is much better than yeah. the real the reality. He's very he's very stiff at the bottom half of his body. Yeah, and I can't explain it other than that. And I think you need some flexibility to mm-hmm. guard the guys that he yeah. needs to guard. Well, he's had some lower body <laughs> injuries. Hasn't he? First yes, he has. Yeah. Yes, yeah, probably why. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we don't got to get full on to the Bulls' misery. Yeah, I, and I, I told you, you got plenty before of the show. I didn't really talk <laughs> we did. Either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, luckily I forgot we talked about them in episode one of the show, so I was like, you guys saved. I'm not going to make you rehash that, even though here we are doing it now. Yeah, had to. Last thing I want to say about the Wizards, I've been a Kyle Kuzma fan from day one. Had a shaky year or two. People were telling me I was stupid for being high on him, but we're back. Kyle Kuzma's a very good NBA player, and I'm sad he's no longer a Laker. I don't know about very good. I'll say he's a good NBA player for sure. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, guess. I mean, being the third best player on a non-playoff team, how good could you really yeah, be? Exactly. Oh, maybe because the first and second best player aren't too good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's basically the third best player on a championship team a little while ago, right? I think people gave it to KCP unanimously, but he was up there. KCP was elite, bro. Which, that makes sense. His turn, KCP, hilarious his to say we're crazy. arguing between KCP and Kuzma. Yeah. <laughs> what a world we live in. Yeah, bro. That team won a championship. 
This is ran, ran, super random, though, but I remember at a point in time during LeBron's early years uh, for the Lakers, like, KCP was terrible. That was when, back in them days, he had, he was, yeah. he had the ankle monitor on, att- attached to him, and he was ass. He was given the, like... <laughs> the best fake news ever. I love that. Yeah, he was given, like, the Danny Green treatment, like, every single night. People just harassing him. Turned out he had a burner account, and he was defending himself for that, too, and all of a sudden, the bubble happened, and he turned, <laughs> he t- looks like, bro, he's the best version of a two-way guard that, you, that you'd like to see. Just shoot up three and D. So that's interesting to see. That. That's funny. He was really the most hated player in the NBA because Lakers fans are just have so much vitriol in their hearts and just have so much masses online. Like, yeah. it's crazy. You just The mental shit he must have gone through, the ups and downs must have been so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, bro. I would take less money to play somewhere else other than L.A. If I was a obviously, if I was a player, yeah, yeah, like that. I don't that's know. How he got seventeen mil from the Lakers. Nobody was touching that. Like they gave him a bag. I might be a yeah, little too so. much turned down. <laughs> and now he's playing with Jokic, which should be the. He's like the perfect guy. He's like the perfect yeah. guy for that spot. Yeah, yeah. I think we're talking about them next week. But we can talk about them a little bit now. I, the Nuggets are like, I love them. I think in terms of roster construction, you can get much better than that in terms of just on paper fit. Like so you can say the same thing about the Suns last year. They're the new version of that, where just everything fits so well and checks all the boxes. They're going to be incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I think their over under was like forty nine and a half, and I was like, "Give me that!" Really? That's, That's a smash lock. That's over. That's Holy a lock. Shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll take. I'll lock. take it right now. Uh, they're they're yeah. fifty and a half. Oh, it changed. Okay, fifty and a half. Over. over. I'm care. still. I'm still taking the over. Yeah. If it was fifty four, I might still hit it. Like I think they're going to be that good. Yeah, I think if, if I I think for the for the Nuggets, honestly, their championship price is the probably the best price on the board. They're they're at, they're plus two thousand twenty to one. Um, mm. I I really like them at that at that at that price. I think like if if Jamal comes back and we saw him do some some crazy stuff in that first preseason game, if Jamal comes back and he's a hundred percent, and MPJ comes back and he's even solid, like Jokic has been carrying these teams with absolutely nobody for these last two yeah. years. You give him just a little bit of help, like they're they're gonna make a run, and the West yeah. is very very open for them to do it. Yeah, it helps yep. that Michael Porter Jr. is like the most efficient shooter of all time. Like he does not yeah. miss. It feels like he just he can't, had two back surgeries, came back first preseason game, and just like was like well, five for seven or something. <laughs> like he just didn't miss at all. So only problem yeah. is he doesn't do anything else besides not miss jump shots. No. <laughs> yeah. But luckily, Aaron Gordon showed over the last season that he's such a versatile defender that like even though yeah. Michael Porter Jr. doesn't defend anything, you got Aaron Gordon over there. And they could run a bunch of lineups where, like, Michael Porter Jr. is not even on the court if we need a defensive stop. Mm-hmm. You remember that quote that Damian Lillard, maybe his representation, put out that said, we want one of these elite defensive players on our teams with Dame, one of the Gobert, Giannis's, or Aaron Gordon's, and they threw him in yeah. there. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> that, time was <laughs> that time was I wonder if they're represented by the same people. Are they both CAA? They got to be. <laughs> gotta be something but you know what the nba players perspective is a lot different than ours we're like people are in conversations yeah. like that maybe in nba circles but as a, a fan like us we don't see aaron Gordon in that same conversation you know i feel you but i don't believe nba players view him in that conversation either i just can't imagine that like <laughs> maybe he said but, we want we want somebody that might be gettable so let me add aaron gordon to, yeah. to the conversations yeah that shit was hilarious just framed terribly just set him up to get clowned on but I, I think we're done with these team previews. I think we can move on to the TikTok segments. Y'all ready? Let's go. Yep. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So I'm going to send you guys a doc in the chat. 
these are some of the new NBA throwback jerseys. We're going to do a classic segment we used to do, uh, this or that NBA jersey edition. This is my bag. So go ahead and open that up for me. This is my bag. Facts. Even though everybody hates your taste, they think you just have no style and are just an idiot when it comes to fashion. Yeah, they don't, <laughs> they don't know anything because people don't understand the history of jerseys. Also, can you give us access? Yes. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I hate this fucking Google Docs. Okay, let me ask you this, Kenny, because this was a very controversial thing in our comments. You remember mm-hmm. those Miami Vice jerseys where they took it a year too far and did the gradient all over it? Yeah. Are those good jerseys? No. Are they, they... average jerseys? <sighs> they're they're maybe slightly below average. Mm. You know, I I don't want like if they were playing, they aren't bad enough for me. Like, oh snap, I hate. I don't want to watch this game anymore because there are some jerseys Damn. like that. But. Yeah. I wouldn't. I would not buy. That's how who's I on, always on look list? at jerseys. Who's on that yeah, list where, where you won't watch the game? <laughs> that's crazy. That's terrible, bro. <laughs> won't watch the game because of a jersey. Oh my god. I won't. I like. If we talk in recent jerseys, the Utah Jazz practice jersey. I won't watch if they're wearing that jersey, bro. It <laughs> also helps that they don't have a lot of talent, like worth watching. Yeah, <laughs> but. That's the one that comes to mind immediately. It's like sometimes, because I think a lot of these these uh, teams are like, we got to go vintage, and then you bring a throwback, which is fine, I guess. But, like, eventually you're going to run out of throwbacks. Yeah. And then the opposite of that is just like, let's get super simple. And simplicity is cool, but it, it, it has to have its limits. And I think the Utah Jazz tried to go too far in simplicity. Yeah, those jerseys suck. Those are, those are, those are awful. I, I, yeah. get the, I get the same vibe from – actually, no, not, not the same vibe. But like the ones that I didn't like, uh, the the Mavs a couple years ago had the navy blue one with just a blue and a white stripe on the side, and uh, I didn't like those because they felt they felt like practice jerseys. You know, it's another bad Mavs one. It was one that looked very like um, the green and comic blue one? bookie. Oh, that yes. was terrible! Yeah, terrible jersey. Yes. Terrible jersey. jersey. Oh Let me tell you the background to where this conversation came the from. The fact that Luca <laughs> had to hoop in those is disgusting. Yeah, they should have just. This conversation started because we had those Mavs jerseys versus the Gradient Heat ones, and we said these are the worst two jerseys we've ever seen. Which one's mm-hmm. better? And the comment section fucking flamed us and said those Gradient jerseys were one of the best jerseys in NBA history, and we have no taste. Well, you you have to remember that they're they're the viewer base is yeah, probably they're like young. fourteen. Yes, thirteen year olds. And, and if say, I was bright colors, yeah. if I was a freshman in high school in seventh eighth yeah. grade, I'd probably mess with those jerseys. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it is. Ooh, bright color, gradient look cool. Yeah. Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite. Man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, has everybody got this doc with the jerseys pulled nah, up? Yeah, yep. I do not. I requested. Get with the program. You don't got a request anymore? Refresh. Refresh it. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. Got Spam it. Mowers. This man most cool. technically challenged. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny, old man. All right, we're going to do an NBA jersey, this or that. Let me reset that. You know, I got to get the TikTok hook in there. TikTok hook in there. I can't speak either. Let's do another NBA jersey, this or that. Are y'all taking these, are y'all taking these Warriors jerseys or the Rockets? This I'm going to take the Warriors jerseys. Just, I like the C on them, but those Rockets jerseys are hard. I, th- I think both w- of these are like 10 out of 10. Yeah. W take. I love a captain thing. Yeah. You, you, I love it. I mean, it, it needs to be across the league. I like the Rockets jersey until you see the shorts. I hate the shorts. Oh, I've never seen the shorts. I hate the shorts in this jersey. They have, I'm pretty sure they have like a stripe going across that just feels like it doesn't flow Ooh. well. Yeah. So if I'm picking between the two, I'm taking the Warriors one. 
It's Warriors easier for me. I, I just I love almost every Warriors jersey. It's almost like I'm a Warriors fan at this point. How do y'all feel about like a Ross or a jersey that doesn't feel like it belongs to the team? Oh, I hate like that. This this jersey yeah, doesn't. That's, feel like that's a what I'm jersey. saying. Like I see Seattle when I see this, or I see some other team that doesn't exist in the NBA, and mm-hmm. I mess yep. with it heavy. But for the Rockets, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Donovan always says this to me because I love any team that has a black jersey, and he's just like, I don't like it. It doesn't feel like a Warrior jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the I I was not a huge huge fan of the black Warrior jerseys from this past season. Um, I understand, like they were they were solid, they were okay. I think that I don't think every team needs to go with a black jersey. Mm-hmm. I do. And you're wrong. <laughs> Next one. I'm like the kids that like the bright jerseys. I just like the black ones, no matter what. Yeah. This man is sad emo. <laughs> I'm gonna have to veer towards okay, the next Rockets. One. I mean, towards the Houston jersey. I like the Rockets, but it's just way too random. Way too random. It needs to be in the sphere, in the sphere of like their team and the things that they got going on in their city and community. And this just has nothing to do with it in my mind. I think it actually does have some deep rooted theme to it, but we'll move yeah, on. it's not yeah, not relevant to me. <laughs> next one: this Lakers throwback or the Purple Bucks throwback? Bucks, Bucks. That purple just do something to me, man. I don't know what it is. This man loves purple. Every every time we talk about purple hey, jersey, he's just instantly I'm, just I'm seeing his him. eyes. I I was gonna say the same thing. Purple jerseys <laughs> as a main, I'm taking over like ninety yeah. percent of things. Even though mm. the Lakers one is clean, I'm taking the yeah. Bucks. I think I'm gonna take the Bucks as well. I think we're we're gonna go three for three on this one. It's it's bro, it's just clean. That's all. That's I all. I take the say. Bucks too. Yeah, I, I gotta go with the Bucks. Like that color scheme is just. The white meshes so well with the dark purple, it's hard not to pick. I think I like purple so much because of the game Saints Row. That game was so ill, bro. That game was so (laughs) ill. Iconic. Yeah. Nothing beat Saints Row 3. That shit was so good. Okay, last one. The the hardest one. The Suns throwbacks or the Teal Pistons throwbacks? I got to say Pistons for this one. I I like purple. I I like purple. I I love it. But these these Teal jerseys, I haven't seen them in a minute. Haven't seen them consistently in a minute. And they just give me old They're school so good. vibes, bro. I love them. Top three for me. Yeah, I'm yeah, not a jersey collector by any means. I would buy a Cade Cunningham uh, big piston jersey for sure. Mm. Y'all, this is tough. Go, go Isaac. <laughs> I know the pistons are the easy answer, but I really, I'm a sucker for the sun jersey. I got to go with that one. I love the big sun with the streak going across yeah. the side. I, this, every year in 2K, I wear a throwback jersey, and this is always the one I pick. I'm on my player. Can't Let's go. Okay. You actually went different of where I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to go with the Pistons one. I'm going with the Suns one as well. Uh, I think we have different reasons for why we're picking them, but <laughs> the 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 sun across the logo is iconic. It's mm-hmm. I, I think that that's even more than this like you know graffiti horse that – like, listen, and that's cool. You used to play, you know, NBA Street, and you you get those those old, you know, Pistons <laughs> uniforms. Like, that's fire. But the Suns one is that's like one of the you know iconic throwback jerseys in NBA history. I think I have a Charles Barkley Suns jersey like that. I do. I do too. I have a black one. Mm, that's purple. I can't blame y'all for that at all, bro. The Suns that, like you said, Donovan. That that basketball across the jersey just goes way too hard. Yeah, and I can't fault you for that. I can't yeah. call you crazy. <laughs> yeah, these, these are honestly two of the best jerseys in the league this year. Like you can't go wrong mm-hmm. either way. The All right, let's move on to a classic segment: underrated or overrated? Okay, okay, let's do it. Uh, let me say, are these players underrated or overrated? 
We're not going to do property rating because that makes it too yeah. easy. Yeah. Everyone always bails out. And, oh, I think you're rated properly. <laughs> First one, LaMelo Ball. Uh, shit, this is hard. Because I want to say properly, just like you said. But I'm going to say... This one's hard as fuck. Un- underrated. 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 I think because he's popular, so many people want to say he's overrated that he's kind of underrated at this point. Like, it's too easy for them to say overrated. Yeah, I'm going to say... I'm, I'm, I'm going overrated. I'm I'm going I'm going overrated. I still think that there's like a couple elements to his game that like that need to get better, obviously. But people, you see you see the highlights and you see everything that like that he can he can do from just like a wild standpoint. And you might put him a, a little bit higher than than what he needs to be. So I'll say overrated. Fair enough. I'm gonna go underrated. I'm I'm gonna go underrated because. Uh, he doesn't deserve to be in the upper echelon amongst like young point guards, and I don't think a lot of people have him there. But fuck it, I'm just going underrated. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no explanation needed. Jimmy Butler. Forever be underrated. I, underrated. I, everybody says that though. I think he's I'm, a little bit overrated. I still think he's underrated, even if you think he's an amazing playoff performer. I'm still taking that he's underrated. I think the, I've said it several times now, but. I think we take the fact that he performs so well in the playoffs two or three games every year and we just extrapolate that as if that's who he is every single game of his career. And I think consistency matters and he's great. I just don't think he's necessarily that great all the time. I don't, okay. I, I understand what you're saying and there 100% like is a merit to it because because like you look at Jimmy and you're like, hey, like, do you think you can do this from, you know, from October to April instead of just like waiting? <laughs> however, <laughs> however, when there's nobody else on your team and you know that you can give the ball to Jimmy Butler on one night and because, like, you're down 2-1 and Jimmy's going to go out and get you a 40-point triple-double and save your season, and he's going to be just fine in the regular season. But when you know that he has that level to get to, which is, like, superstar level of production, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a different level. So I would say underrated. Yeah. I guess that's fair. He turns into Superman twice every year. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yes, he's a he's a 16 game player that hasn't won 16 games in the playoffs yet. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Like we talk about him like he has two chips under his belt. Yeah. <laughs> that's what. Yeah. Next one, Damian Lillard. I'm gonna say underrated just because just because he's been out for a year, and I think a lot of people forgot just how yep. good Dame is. Yeah, one thousand percent. one thousand percent agree with you. You're spinning I mean, right he, now. It's it's like I'm seeing lists, and again, he didn't have a good performance when he was like playing last season but an abdominal injury is like one of the worst you can try to play through especially in the game of basketball i'm saying he's extremely underrated at this point which is crazy to say because just a couple years ago he was like all nba but one year people forget people in our comments tell me that i'm stupid for putting him top 10 like what are we talking about it's freaking damian lillard of course he's top 10 still he's underrated as hell exactly Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go ahead and say underrated and i've seen i've seen it to an extent to where like people are saying oh nah bro like jaw has surpassed X amount of guys and Daniel is one of those guys and I'm just like bro you are off your off the, you are off of it bro bonkers relax like we, I think we forget now like a lot of people like throw away the bubble with like not mattering but what we saw him do in the bubble I, it's one of the most insane things I've ever seen in a basketball court that one game I think they, was it the Nuggets where it just kept going to like overtime and double OT and he's continued to hit these ridiculous threes he was doing what Jimmy Butler does in the playoffs two or three times every year in that game like, just turning mm-hmm. into God all right, one more name we got. Chris Paul. Over. Ugh. 
But this is, this was tough. This is the perfect <laughs> properly rated player. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say overrated though. Yeah, I have to say. Overrated. I'm a, okay, I'm, why is that? I'm gonna I'm say over overrated. I think. I know this hurts Kenny's heart. Yeah, he's a you, you're a Chris Paul guy, Kenny. He's a number one fan. It's my favorite of all time, yeah. man. Of all time. Oh wow. Of all time. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with that being said, I I agree. He's maybe slightly overrated nowadays. Why are we saying overrated? Like, what do we think people rate him as? The best leader in all of basketball, according to NBA GMs. Yeah. Mm. Which is like cool. He's probably he's in that conversation, but like for him to get a majority of the vote feels kind of weird. Yeah, I think he's great, but not necessarily because his leadership. I feel like we just say that because he's old and tries real hard. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he leads teams to meltdowns in the playoffs. Congrats! Like I think he is still a really good player, and we we take the last meltdown as if he's like going to be asked forever now. But we see him bounce back every regular season. I think he's gonna do it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying on my chest at all that he's overrated. <laughs> just a little. It's always so hard when we take out properly rated because that's such a crusher people in this yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. But it's the truth. Like every time we've had, every time we've had you guys do it on through the wire. Every time Kenny's just properly rated. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Yeah. That's it. Okay, we got one more. Yeah, this is gonna be just a pretty interesting one. Which team has the better young core, the Mavs or the Raptors? <laughs> so this it's, is basically Luca Ma- versus everybody. Mavs. It's the Mavs. <laughs> Would you rather have yep. Luca or Scotty Barnes and whoever you Luca, Scotty Barnes, and OJ Anobi and whoever else you got? I'm taking Luca. Sorry. And Gary Trent, I think he's under 25. He's 23. I'm, I got, I'm taking I got Luca. Luca. I got Luca. Yeah. yeah, I think it's gotta be Luca. I don't know. Like people have if you think Scotty's gonna be this top ten player in the future, maybe it's a conversation, but we already know what Luca is. Yeah, exactly, bro. Yeah, I mean when I, the Raptors have a good young core. But like it's like Scotty and then a tier below. That like the rest of those guys are a tier below. Prestachulia though, I think can can raise some eyebrows this season. But people, it's people have a lot of hope in him. I gotta watch I more of him. Game. I've never seen anything to make me as encouraged. If you look I've at seen... the last, don't look at the first sixty games of the season, Isaac. If That's you don't when watch I was watching more. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch those last twenty where he was getting the ball and coming up court and jacking up a three and it Love going it. in. Yeah, I don't oh. think I watched him enough at the end of the year. Because I watched him beginning of the year as I watch every team. And I was like, this guy fucking sucks. He can't finish a layup. He can't <laughs> What does he feel? He was shooting like 32% fans, halfway through yeah. the season as a center, it felt like. And then I see Raptors fans saying that he's going to be one of the most versatile defenders in the NBA and stuff. I was like, what are we talking about? Who is this guy? <laughs> what am I missing? That's also how I felt about R.J. Barrett. Mm. Like, I feel like I'm just missing something. Like, I hear the fans that are start. so hype about him. <laughs> oh, yeah, so a different tangent. <laughs> Donovan's a Knicks fan, by the way. So. Oh, okay. It's a little bit of trauma there. A, lo- right, a next lot one. of trauma. <laughs> Cavs or Hawks? You have to say, you have to say Cavs. What type of question is this? It's the Cavs. Have to. I'm just glad it's we're in alignment. It's got to be the Cavs. It's a terrible it's question. Be the Cavs. I, yeah, I, I just want to hear you say it. <laughs> <laughs> this man is evil. Yeah, he set me up for this. It's terrible. Right. Rockets or Thunder? Ooh. Good question. I'm really high on Jalen Green, so I'm gonna say the I'm gonna say the Rockets because I I I'm high on Jalen Green right now, and I think that Jabari has all the tools to like be very very good. I'm also yeah. I'm also not sure if Shea's gonna be around for like Shea might ask for a trade soon, so he might be out. Yeah, of I don't know. School. I mean, you're saying you're high on Jalen Green. I'm high as fuck on Shea, and I think Chet Holmgren is better than Jabari yeah. Smith. So I think I'm gonna have to go Thunder. Plus their depth of picks. I mean. Plus their depth of young players, the thing's got to yeah, be Yeah, exactly. Uh, I like Chet a lot more than Jabari Smith. And also, I think Shea, he's 
Shea versus Jalen Green going towards the future. I think I, I don't know. That's 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 a very much of a toss up to me. And I think Chet Bridges. I think Chet goes and take them over the top. And also you have to con- consider the fact that like yo know, they got Josh Josh Giddy. And uh, I think he's a much better fit on that team compared to someone like KPJ, who's like. I forgot about Josh Giddy. Yeah. KPJ's like all over the place, so who really knows what he's going to do. Thunderstorm. Yeah. I'm going to pick um, the Rockets. Because ah. I'm, a, I'm a big Tari Eason Ooh. guy. Oh, I forgot yeah. about him. And I, nobody's mis- mentioned Alperen Sengun yeah. as, as the young center over there. I don't watch college ball, so I don't really have an opinion about Chet versus Jabari Smith Jr. I guess I watched him in summer league a little bit, but I, I really do like Tari Eason's game a ton, and he's going to make me <laughs> put him over the top. Because, I mean, Shea and Jalen Brown are damn near the same age. I think people think Shea is a lot younger than what he really is. I mean, it's still young because Jalen Brown is young. It's mm-hmm. like, he's like 24 going on 25 really? soon. Yeah, yeah, he's going to age out of the conversation soon. I love how you don't watch college basketball, neither do I, so you don't have an opinion on Chet. But you have an opinion on Tari. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 we were in summer league, and Tari was the best player on the court for three games. I watched of them. Like, that was enough. That was enough. Immediately became your guy. Yeah. He's the one he said. <laughs> It'd be like that. <laughs> That's how it was a Caruso in his summer league with the Lakers. I'm just like, yeah. He's the one. <laughs> <It's him. laughs> That's funny. Well, that's all the segments I got, so I think we can get out of here. Yeah. Cool. Sounds yeah. good to me. Appreciate you for coming by. <laughs> Once again, I appreciate you coming on the show, Kenny. Of course, Appreciate man. you talking Anytime. to us for a little bit. Anytime y'all want me to stop by, I, I, I'm down. Um, my daughter yeah, is yelling week. in the background. So <laughs> yeah, send, me that, send me the invite for next week. I'll keep doing these for you. Um, Just close. No, I, I appreciate you guys having me for sure. Yeah, for sure. Hold on. Yeah, wait. Well, I guess whoa, that's all whoa. I got. I just saw oh. on the Bleacher Report app, does may take okay. disciplinary action against Draymond Green after physical altercation with Jordan Poole. To be honest, that really means nothing, Ooh, wow. but that's kind of crazy to see. He whooped he whoop that boy ass. It's kind of crazy. Disciplinary action is crazy. Yeah. Well, you push him up against a locker. I wonder where that went up. <laughs> she did try to hit on his wife or what? What's going on? sitcom. So you better run. <laughs> 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 you know, That's yeah, funny. You know, what a nice way to book in the conversation. Yeah. This man Draymond just can't stop yelling at teammates. <laughs> <laughs> Perpetually angry. Uh, That's nuts. That's funny. Yeah. All right. See you next time.